Director Nathan Cohn's over in the news studio. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, John, and good morning, everyone. A Jessup, Georgia woman arrested last month for assaulting two officers during a traffic stop has been sentenced in Carroll County District Court. Court records show 36-year-old Nakisha Naomi White was initially charged with two counts of assault on a peace officer, Class D felonies, as well as interference with official acts, a serious misdemeanor following the January 10th incident. Authorities say White refused multiple commands to exit the vehicle, sprayed the officers with pepper spray, and then bit one of them on the hand as they removed her from the car's interior. White pled guilty to two lesser misdemeanor charges, assault and assault causing bodily injury after reaching an agreement with prosecutors. She was sentenced last week to 10 days in the Carroll County Jail on each count, and the sentences are to be completed concurrently with credit for time already served. The court also ordered White to pay over $1,200 in fines, surcharges, and restitution in the case. The Carroll City Council has approved a fourth change order for the ongoing Carroll Recreation Center improvement project, this one in excess of $120,000. Parks and Recreation Director Chad T. Meyer says that multiple issues were discovered as construction neared the halfway point that needed to be addressed. This added work includes replacement of existing sanitary sewer piping that is in need of replacement that serves the pool sump pit, elevator equipment room designing an offset equipment room to allow all the needed equipment to be set in an adjacent room instead of altering the overall elevator shaft, which would have included larger footprint and alterations to the roof and HVAC. ASI number 10 would be cost is associated with removing existing transformer located in the mezzanine and replacing in another location this transformer is out of code and needs replacement and moved to a new location. RFI 14 is rerouting the wiring of an existing air handling unit. It wasn't properly located since the existing wiring was fed up through cavity walls and through the flooring and must be removed for the walking track area and the gymnasium joist, which is increasing the overall depth of the joist to allow for less deflection of the walking track. Currently, the walking track is scheduled to have a deflection of nearly three inches, which is maximum for that structure. The recommendation is to deepen the joist to allow for less than one inch of deflection. The individual changes range in price from as little as $10,625 for the transformer replacement to $40,074 for the walking track joist revisions, with a total overall cost of $122,267. A previous change order for $28,648 met resistance from council members due to perceived lack of communication between city officials, the project's architects, RDG Planning and Design, and the general contractor, Bating Construction. Ward 4 Councilman Carolyn Seaman says change order number four's documentation was submitted much earlier than the last and in a much easier to understand format. I did appreciate the breakdown and I thought that was helpful and I had a better understanding of the rationale. I think we'll get a good end result. Three of them were existing old structures, so I mean it's just something we're having to deal with. But I did like that format. Thank you. To date, nearly $187,000 of the $312,000 set aside in the construction contingency has been spent, but the project is still short of the halfway point. Mayor Mark Beardmore says that is a point of concern. I do recall them saying we're about 40% complete, but we're well over 40% of our contingency. And so the question that I asked is, I said, all right, now moving forward with what yet needs to be done, where might we expect some of these? And I didn't get a real clear answer on that. 
The architect and contractors indicated that it is difficult to predict change orders, but the men's locker room and the track are the areas that could most likely see future adjustments. Construction costs for the project were initially estimated at $6.265 million, and the most recent contract sum with change orders included stands at $6.452 million. Substantial completion is still scheduled for October 20th of this year. And the Robert D. and Billy Ray Center at Drake University has announced former Iowa State University wide receiver Alan Lazard as the 2023 Pillar of Character Award recipient. Lazard is originally from Des Moines and broke records with the Cyclones before entering the National Football League as an undrafted free agent. He eventually landed in Green Bay with the Packers, where he played for five seasons and carved out his spot as one of the league's top receivers. While his career as a professional athlete has taken him outside of Iowa, Lazard has not forgotten about his home state. He regularly returns to give back to his community in various ways, such as supporting Iowa veterans through his nonprofit organization, visiting pediatric patients in local hospitals, and serving as a role model for young Iowans. Drake University President Marty Martin says, Allen is everything this award represents. He demonstrates outstanding character and leadership on and off the field. Allen is a role model to the next generation and exemplifies what it means to lead with kindness, humility, and a commitment to serving others. Lazard will receive the award on April 14th at the Ray Center's All-Star Evening in West Des Moines. The Character Award is presented annually to Iowans who demonstrate good character and reflect former Governor Ray's dedication to others. Previous recipients include many notable Ions, such as Norman Borlaug, Hayden Fry, and Ashton Kocher. That will wrap up your news here in the 6 o'clock hour on KCIM. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting. By the way, your boy Jazz Coons last night went off for Iowa State as they picked up a nice win last night. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think that uh, he was basically gone for the entire month of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he just, I mean, he really stepped right back in. So uh, I will openly admit I didn't get to watch the game last night. I'm, it was kind of a late start for uh, us morning folks. But did pull up the the final score and just smiled right before the newscast. So five of eight for Jazz beyond the three point line. So that really really helped. And now Iowa State wire to wire, they never trailed at all in the game. In fact, had a twenty one point lead at points in the second half. So really good bounce back performance from a team that really looked so bad against Oklahoma State. And they're going to have a heck of a challenge coming up on Saturday too against K State. So. Yeah, that's going to be tough because K State got beat by Oklahoma too. So earlier some. It's not uh, K-State and Iowa State kind of came back to reality a little bit, but that that one's going to be huge coming up on Saturday. You're right. Let's get a look at that. Our weather forecast, we're going to talk more about that coming up in just a minute. Stay tuned right here to KCIM. If you want news, weather, anything like that, website, mobile app is the place to go. 1380kcim.com is the website. Mobile app, you can get that for free just by searching KCIM in your app store.